Hello everybody and welcome to the technical area, your weekly football manager podcast brought to you by me, your host Gaffer Graymer once again. A week can be a long time in football, it can be a long time in life, I suppose when you're living in Groundhog Day like we all are at the moment, it can be a little bit challenging day to day. But nonetheless, there is the escape that is Football Manager that's occupying a lot of people's minds right now. I don't know the actual numbers. I've been a little quiet, I know, on social media because I am taking a little bit of a break. Thank you to those people who did get in touch with me after last week's episode. But yeah, just taking a little break from social media, just trying to, you know, get back in control of it and not let it control me as it was for the month of January this year. But I can, by just checking in on the usual people's blogs that I do tend to read and see, I can definitely see that there is an awful lot of content, an awful lot of thought going into Football Manager again this year. And it seems like that the game and the content and the conversations, I'm sure, are only enriched by what people are putting out. So it's really enjoyable for those people who are sharing their journeys, sharing their thoughts, their ideas, their analysis. Just in case then, if you do have anything you want me to take a look at, feel free to send an email to me. You'll find a link to my email down below in the, the in the uh, episode notes. That's what, I, that's what I couldn't think of. In the episode notes below, so you can send me a message there if you'd like. And, you know, or the link or anything like that. And if the email link there doesn't work, just go on to the technical area um, blog, which will be linked down below as well. And you can, contact details are there, you can send me a message there as well. If you've sent me a message on Twitter, I do apologise if I haven't seen it. I'm not being rude. I'm not trying to be rude. This week's episode is focusing, you know, like I said, I'm trying to explore something a little bit different with the podcast. And I'm trying to, you know, try a different structure, try different things. And one of the, you know, while that's going to still in the works, you know, the episodes might be a little bit shorter at the moment when I'm trying to figure those things out. But one of the things I want to talk about was kind of, I I never, it was very, very hard to come up with an, an episode title for this. The one, the working title that I started the week off with was No Roles, No Instructions, Just Talent. But then that kind of doesn't really work because in Football Manager, no matter what position you put players in, you have to select a role, you have to select the duty. There are default instructions. You know, and you, but of course, it's just talent. Because what I really want to do is want to talk about my Valencia team, my four four two, and something I'm thinking about exploring for season two, and that's sticking with kind of the very, very basic and very, very vanilla team instructions. Oh, sorry, player roles. So go away from the Mazalas, the Caraleros, the false nines, and the deep lying forwards. And kind of well, deep lying forward, I suppose, is a little different, but um, but, but focus on the actual players themselves in a kind of a galactico sense. That uh, you know, it's a you know, did it did it succeed? Did it fail with the Galacticos at Madrid because the players were just let play? I don't know, but I kind of want to get into it just a little bit. Other titles I've been working on. I don't. I'm recording this now. I'm going to release it straight away as soon as this finishes recording. So I have to come up with a title by the end of it. Another one I had was free rolls. 
tactical indiscipline another so when I do make the decision I'm sure you'll know you actually know before I do right now what the title of this podcast actually is but I just want to talk about like assembling a team of talented free thinkers and not just assembling but developing it as well you see when it comes to football tactics and people talk about tactics they talk about formations they talk about philosophy if you look at your tactic, you could have set up in a 4-3-3, argument's sake. But by using the player roles that you have, when you go into look at the analysis and you check on the positions, you could actually see that you're playing something maybe a bit more akin to a 4-5-1. Even a 4-2-3-1. You could even be playing some sort of 2-3-5, whatever way your roles are selected. I don't know. But formations, putting an actual number, I suppose, I suppose it's getting a lot harder in modern football as players are changing. Roles are being changed. One of the great you know, content creators of the football management community is Guido and the strikerless, and everyone knows Guido's, and everyone knows Guido, Guido's strikerless approach. But we're seeing strikerless now kind of come into modern football as well. We're seeing Cristiano Ronaldo develop by some people as a forward, he's playing as a striker. Cristiano Ronaldo isn't a striker. He might be a forward, but he's not a striker. Roberto Firmino's playing, wearing the number nine short for Liverpool. And he's probably the archetypal false nine. Because really, Roberto Firmino is an attacking midfielder in a sense. And I suppose it's becoming very, very challenging now because we're seeing a development of players who are almost positionless. I remember Thomas Muller, when he kind of broke onto the scene, and I remember being very, very confused by the hype around Thomas Muller. If he was playing on the right-hand side of midfield for Germany or for Bayern, I was like, he's not a winger. He's not capable enough to be a winger. If you're playing him up front, he wasn't prolific enough. It was kind of a case of he was just a player who was talented enough to play football. But almost that you're just accommodating him, his talents, into a team that, you know had a, a free and a flexible and a fluid tactic that wasn't really there. It's like in the way that we suppose we've all grown up with a label of, right, if you're playing on a Sunday league team, and you're, even your, your schoolboy team as a kid, right back, left back, centre back, centre back. You know, there was a lot of um, very, very labels and very, very simple instructions and very, very, you know, definite examples almost. If you looked up in a dictionary, this is what this player is. If you looked up in a dictionary of football roles and positions, that's what this player is. You know, we fullbacks and we wing backs. I know we've got attacking fullbacks, and you can have a defensive wing back. So putting labels on players, I think, I suppose it's challenging for a football manager because you might actually agree with what's been selected, or it's a case of there might be a role in the game that doesn't actually apply to the player, or you cannot create a player role to suit that player. And in your tactic, in your formation, and as such, things change. Tactics and philosophy, I think, are the main points that we all need to focus on. And as I'm spending a bit more time talking, and a bit more time thinking, and a bit more time, you know, I can't say playing the game because I've been a that legend is Elder Breath of the World. I know I'm four years late to it, but it's unbelievable. It's taken <laughs> I'm sorry to go out and look at the soundtrack. It's just sucking me in every day. I literally have my 
switch charge up to 100% I play until it's dead but just I'm just so it's keeping me away a little bit from football manager but any look back to football manager talk but as I'm you know spending a little bit more time even watching football I understand now that tactic isn't really important as much as philosophy I think a philosophy is more important and I think developing a philosophy for a team for a side for a club is what really kind of needs to happen for it to be you know a statement across the world people don't talk about Holland playing 4-3-3 in the 70s we talk about total football we don't talk about Arrigo Sacchi playing 4-4-2 with AC Milan in the 90s we talk about the high intense pressing of that Sacchi play we talk about Klopp's Gagan pressing you know we talk about counter-attacking we talk you know, I know inverting the pyramid is a fantastic book and it shows us the evolution of football tactics over time but as we've seen tactics evolve over time it's philosophically based because if you look up in the dictionary I looked up I think vocabulary.com what was I got these definitions from a tactic is defined as a carefully as carefully planned actions for attaining a certain goal while philosophy is a particular system of philosophical thought so tactics and philosophy there is a semblance of crossover there because in a football sense your philosophical thought is how you want to play the game do you want to play passing do you want to play counter-attacking do you want to play parking the bus 10 men behind the ball whatever it is but those thoughts will then lead to your carefully planned actions for attaining a certain goal which is obviously success in a football match success in a football season success in a competition and so with my Valencia side I'm playing a tactic I don't particularly want to play I'm having success with it check the blog today that I put out I'm having some success with it but I've had to create a tactic to suit what I have but nonetheless I'm playing the philosophy I'm playing a style of football in the way that I want to play. And when I progress now in FM21, I'm thinking of abandoning these specialised, almost, player roles. Because I want to stop looking at players in the youth teams, in the squad, and on the transfer market, I don't want to stop looking at them and seeing. Alright, I play a box box midfielder. This fella is great. But he's he's not a box to box midfielder. It's not on his list of my scouts can't they're saying he's not a box box midfielder. My coach are saying he's not a box to box midfielder. He's no good to me. Goodbye. Or I'm not I'm gonna have to retrain him, this is gonna take whatever. I wanna stop looking at these players. I wanna look at their strengths. I don't want them to see the way that they fit my system, but I want them. I want to develop a players, a group of players who are talented. I want to develop a group of players who can come in and bring their strengths into my team, and then as a result, you know, develop a concept that's the role and position they play. So if you're a centre midfielder, I just want you to be a centre midfielder in the way you are. And if I'm playing four four two, if you're 
a centre midfielder who likes to be box to box, but will have a more disciplined player beside you. Or if you like to be a centre midfielder who likes to attack, push forward, play killer balls in the final third, then we'll have a bit of a more settled, deeper player behind you who can cover you if you're cut out of position. So my team selection can be even influenced by and by the players I have. You know, in, in balancing them out, balancing them out in the matches I'm going to play. So like if I'm playing Real Madrid, I'm playing Barcelona, I'm playing Atleti, I might be a bit more of disciplined players in midfield. So like I'm not going to pick you because you're not disciplined enough. I'm not going to try and shoehorn you in. It's just a case of, I have a player now who's a bit more disciplined. I can choose you. When you go into playing your centre midfield role, I know that you like to sit deeper. I like, you know, you like to play simple passes. You know, I know you don't like to roam from position. So I'm going to look at the traits. I'm going to look at the player traits as something that can define what a player's true qualities are. And using their attributes to help them develop these traits. So if I know a player's good at dribbling and he's a centre midfielder, or you might think we could put him in a Mazala role. Of course, that has to be considered. But instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to put him in the centre midfield role and encourage the player trait of, you know, drives forward with the ball or runs through the centre with the ball. Because the definition I got from uh, guy to fm on what player role player traits are is a player traits are actions that he'll be more likely to perform in matches. They do not give him any additional ability, but instead it simply affects his decision making. So why not if it's going to if a player trait is going to affect his decision making, why not harness that? And change the way it is that you play. And with a squad like I have a Valencia, where it's a very, very young squad, like there was that massive clear out that we all know. Having experienced players in the right positions for these younger players, these traits then can be learned from mentor with the same trait. So if like at the minute I've got 33-year-old Kevin Gamero, I'm going to look at his player traits and see, right, what my young strikers, I'm going to put them in the same group as Kevin Camaro because I want them to learn how to do what Kevin Camaro does. I want them to learn how to finish, to move like him, whatever his traits are. The tactic, the formation that we play at Valencia is a 4-4-2. So that means when we are out of position, that's how we line up, 4-4-2. Very English, I suppose, in terms of the traditional assumption of what a 4-4-2 is and it's you know it's a reputation worldwide but with the reason is give or take the best players on my squad the best 11 players I can put out on the field in a balanced, balanced manner will play in a 4-4-2 and this I've created the shape as a result of what the players best positions are their best roles are and I know that I've, I've got options for example like I know that I can change the shape through the natural inclinations of the players in terms of what their natural positions are. Gonzalo Guedes, Lee Kang in are inverted wingers. One on the left, one on the right. Jason, Yunus Musa, Dennis Cherishev, wingers. So I suddenly have options on how I can affect my midfield shape. Up front, I've got Manu Vallejo, who's a great false nine. Kevin Gamero, who's an advanced forward. Maxi Gomez, who's a great target man, and then Ruben Sabrino, who kind of he can play as a poacher, he can play as a target man. I can get 
different combinations or different balances, almost like Sir Alex Ferguson did with the Manchester United forward line when he had Solskjaer, Sheringham, York and Cole. Different combinations offered him different opportunities and it could change a game depending on their introduction. But all of a case of, it was looking at like the likes of Ferguson for inspiration for the best roles of the player. Looking at making sure that their traits complemented the roles that I needed them to play in my team. And that as a case of if I'm playing two inverted wingers, I might play a target man. Or I might play a target man in some games that have inverted wingers. If I really want to push high and let the wing backs push higher up the pitch. I have so many options now. I can overload the wings in matches if I want. If I can play with two wing backs and two wingers in front of them and have my target man in the middle. Or if I want to play a little bit more possession based, I don't have to play Maxi Gomez, I can play somebody else. I can invert the wingers. I can push the wing backs on and we can overload on the final tour with more players. But the challenge has been all along is creating a balance between those players I pick, balance in the system that I play. So for example, the balance between the centre midfielders is one of the biggest challenges. Many people say it was the you know, England's golden generation, the biggest waste of talent there in Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard was not being able to find a balance on how to use both those midfielders at the same time to the best of their both of their natural inclinations and abilities. So me finding this at Valencia where I start the season with one senior centre midfielder in uh, Euros Ratchic. Carlos Soler can play in there. I think he's a natural in playing in there but in FM21, when you load up on the uh, original database, he is a natural right-sided midfielder. And you can promote from within. There's younger players there. I started with no transfer budget either, so I literally can't buy anyone. So balancing out the team, balancing out the midfield on the roles, that has been a big challenge for me as well. So, for example, like on one side of the pitch... I don't want, if I'm playing Vallejo, if I'm playing Guedes and I'm playing Ratchich. Ratchich is a box-to-box midfielder. He's going to push forward. Guedes is going to cut in from the left wing. And Vallejo as a false nine is going to drop back. Suddenly I could have three players very, very close together occupying the same space. Which is not a good use of the pitch for me. So even alternating which side midfielders play on. Essentially alternating what side strikers play on. The 4-4-2. This kind of free thinking, you know, adaptation of our system is allowing us, I think, to have the success we're having because there is an unpredictability as well for the AI that the AI might know we're going to play 4 4 2. The AI might know, oh, look up, if I start, you know, inverted wingers or inside forwards in the advanced, in the advanced midfield or all the attacking midfield strata, they're going to, like, give my advancing wing backs a little bit of trouble as well as the two centre backs that I'm playing. And then or they might play players in, you know, a defensive midfield role or an attacking midfield centre role in front or behind my midfield. And all of a sudden like there is a lot of questions being asked. But with the player selection I can put out and not having the same roles in every match, suddenly there is an unpredictability and I, I think that's giving me an edge. I think that's why I'm I'm gonna say it, it's why I'm overperforming to an extent. I happened to be watching Sky Sports News there just before I recorded this podcast and I see Valencia 14th in the table a minus two goal difference 
24 points in 22 games. Look, I'm playing football manager. I know it's not real life. I know the game interacts differently. Like, Atletico Madrid are winning the league. Real Madrid and Barcelona are putting it up to them. But Real Madrid and Barcelona in real life really aren't really putting it up to Atleti in the way they are in this version of FM. But I'm fourth in the table. I have a goal difference, a positive goal difference in double digits. I think I've 40 points from 15, 16, 17 games maybe. Maybe 19 games I think I've played. 19. I have 19. So I feel 40 points after 19 games. There has to be something in this, you know, simulation of real life football that these free rolls can give. One of the biggest challenges though I've faced with using it in FM21 and one of the biggest challenges I suppose I've found with Football Manager 21 has been a lot of issues with you know the player roles and in, in terms of personalised ones. So for example if I'm playing centre midfielders Euros Ratchet always plays as a box box midfielder uh, Koba Lyon plays as a deep line playmaker uh, Soler can play in either role. These are the players that you can just think of straight away. Victor Escudero, Escudero, 17-year-old. I play him as a centre midfielder just on support. So I have these personalised instructions set up in the 4-4-2 that I use. And they've personalised player instructions as well in the roles. So it's a case like Soler, I'll have, I'll have a different instruction for him than I would for Ratchet, for example, in the box, box midfielder role. But I found in it's a case of ice if I'm changing a tactic mid game. If I put bring on Kobeline for Ratchich and I move Soler and say into the box box midfielder role. When I check the tactics then if I could take a five ten minutes there because I'm just doing a little quick click at the bottom, if I go into the tactics screen after Kobeline has come on, I could very easily see him as a box box midfielder. I suddenly have two box box midfielders. Even though I know for a fact before that game, Kobe Lyon, when he comes on, on either of the two centre midfielder roles on either side, the left or the right side, he is set to a deep line playmaker on support. I've leaned heavily on these personalised roles and these personalised instructions in FM19 and FM20. So having to adapt because of a buggy issue here has also led me to the thought of abandoning player roles abandoning free and going to this free role just play to the player strengths just have wide midfielder centre midfielder centre midfielder wide midfielder say it's the midfield four wing back centre back centre back wing back at the back now look up front things get, get a little bit different you know false nines exotic things like this Um. At the, uh, which are goalkeeper, you're playing goalkeeper or sweeper keeper. My goalkeepers are actually two natural sweeper keepers, so it's a case I don't feel that that's going against the vanilla grain too much. If I'm setting, because obviously, look, I'm setting the parameters. You might disagree with me. You might say, no, sweeper keepers, not vanilla, or false nines, not vanilla. Look, apt, look, if you feel that a deep lying forward is better than a false nine, I'm not looking to cause an argument. I'm not looking to cause an issue. It's just if I'm setting my own parameters, I'm setting my own rules and boundaries. You know, I want to try now and use the player's natural traits to be what sets them apart in positions where we can be a little bit more 
expressive and a more creative than the striker roles. I'd love for there just to be a striker role or a forward role in football manager. And it's a case if you can create like a hybrid between like that withdrawn target man, for example. A hybrid between a withdrawn for uh, a deep lying forward target man. I'd love for to be able to adapt football manager to the extent of in a creative sense like this. But right now I can't, so I have to work in the parameters of the game as well. So instead of knowing that when I bring a player on in football manager, if I like at Bayern last year, if I brought on uh, Leon Bailey on the right, he was an inside forward, and on the left, he was a winger. Now I'm kind of just trying to focus more on leaning on what the player's natural inclinations are, player's strengths. A player like Leon Bailey, who like that, for example, at Bayern, I think he was left. I think. He could be right foot. If, if he was a winger, on the side he was a winger, there was a clash of his player instructions because he likes to cut inside from both wings. So I want to now just take advantage of that. I want to take advantage of the fact that I'm not going to tell Leon Bailey he has to stay out wide at Bayern. I'm going to tell him, look, if you're going to cut inside, cut inside. Do what is natural to you and we will build around what is natural to you. We will build and balance the team around each and everyone's traits and complement all the way through and develop these traits in our players from when we get them in the uh, youth intakes or in a transfer is this going to work I don't know I could be like the Galacticos and have 11 fantastic players in the pitch but 11 individuals I am well aware of that but I'm trying to find a balance I think that's the key. I'm looking for discipline through balance. I want our style to be shaped by the players we have and how we let them complement one another. I want to limit the player instructions, team instructions that I have. Cut right back. And I suppose do what anyone who's ever kicked a football wants to do. Just let them play ball in your way. And put a team together of 11 people who want to play ball in their own way. But in that their own way is also our way of playing. Have that philosophy. Have this particular system of philosophical thought. Have this particular system of principles of how you want to play football. And build a team around the players with those traits. And using those players with their traits in a balanced way. And just let them out on the pitch. And see what happens. If you think I am crazy. Or if you think all I'm doing is brilliant or whatever. You you just might think I'm blabbering on. And just I'm doing what everyone else does. Get in touch. Feel free to get in touch. I know it's asking you to send me an email and you mightn't feel comfortable doing that. But it's no different than a DM on Twitter. I know different than it. So feel free to get in touch. Um, let me know what you think. Let me know if you've done something similar and how you've gotten on even. And if you've content to share with it. That like, oh, look, I did a YouTube video or I did news player roles or I wrote a blog. Share it with me. I'd love to see it. The hardest thing about being off social media is it's a case of 
you can say that you know there's an hour or two hours of your day gone in terms of have um activity so you're now trying to structure it and find something to replace it i'm reading a lot more and i'm happy to read and watch anything you've created if it can change or, or influence my style of play or even change and influence the blog the, the, the podcast here if you have an idea for an episode you think I, this is something i should definitely take up and please feel free to get in touch i know next week's topic is going to focus more on the 442 one of the last things i did see on twitter as i was finishing up at the end of january was that i think 442 is overpowered this year i was not aware i think some people are saying it's overpowered i wasn't aware it was overpowered when i started using it i'm hand on heart being honest with you there i just put out 442 because that was the best way to put 11 players my best 11 players out on the pitch and use the squad in the best way but if it's overpowered and that's why i'm fourth in valencia in real life for 14 as well oh well i'm just gonna keep riding the wave until eventually you know we crash somewhere but thanks for listening it's um there's some links down below to um if you want some further reading guide to fm dictate the game they've done um some interesting pieces on tactics roles role duties combination the roles matter attributes personalities traits all that stuff all linked down below if you want to go and read uh great sources of content there and i know there's plenty more out there a little bit different this week because i, I normally write up a full script and i'm usually reading it to you but i'm actually enjoying this more conversational tone of just you know writing down some main points and just talking to you and if you like it please well you enjoyed it feel free to share you know to tell a friend share it on your socials uh give us a positive review that's always great you know it helps more people find us naturally through the charts then as well but yeah 442 chat next week if you've any thoughts on 442 send them in i'd love to feature them i'm not neglecting the community Although I'm not getting the same interactions I would on Twitter. Feel free to get involved. Tell me what you think. Even sending me an email of 442 is. And a one describing word. <laughs> it's great. I'll add it in. It'll be great. I'd be delighted to add it in. But I'll talk to you next week. This is We're getting back to our weekly habits and I'm enjoying it. But until then. Have a great month. Stay safe. Bye now.